This is Andy Lewis, and you're listening to The Norse Mentality. On this episode of The Norse Mentality, I am sitting down with my buddy Joe. He owns a company called Relentless Pursuit. Relentless Pursuit is a clothing brand that he's doing some really cool stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about the clothing brand, but Joe has a really awesome story that I think a lot of people will get inspiration from and kind of help them as far as dealing with struggles and stuff, which is the whole Norse mentality aspect, you know, pushing through no matter what, keeping that positive mindset. And that's really why I wanted to get Joe on the podcast. And if you're watching this on video, we are sitting in Joe's bro cave. Yeah. Love it. It's my space. It's awesome. A lot of magic in here. It's powerful. <laughs> it's powerful. But um, yeah, dude. Hey, thank you big time for having me, Andy. Yeah. I've known of you for quite some time. And right. I met you a few years ago. It's funny. And, you, uh, met, you met my dad before you met me. Yeah, man. Um, I was hanging out at this motorcycle club in Florida and <laughs> like at this thing and met this guy, Cliff. I remember I was talking to you not long ago and I was like, yeah, dude, I was lived in florida and i was hanging out i know this guy cliff and you're like cliff you're like that's my dad <laughs> i'm like no shit and like that's just funny man it's funny how things line up dude. it's a small world man it is small as shit yeah yeah a lot of people but tiny world yeah man so tell the listeners a little bit about your brand all right so um so i have relentless pursuit you know should i should i use a story to segue into that yeah yeah use the story Makes it a little easier yeah all right so here's the story behind relentless pursuit and what, why, how it came to be so in October 2018, I was um I rode my bike to school. Of course, I always used to ride my Harley. And um it's pretty eerie, eerie. I got up that day and my my fiance was out of town for uh, a girls trip at the beach. And I got up, it was like 40 something degrees, and uh I went outside and I was like, "Shit, man, it's cold and I got to ride like an hour to class." Like it's going to be freezing on the way, but it's going to be beautiful later, so it should be worth it, right? And I'll never forget I kind of, I texted her. I was like, babe, should I ride today? It's cold. I just need somebody to talk me into it. She's like, yeah, you always do. And why are you um, asking me, motherfucker? Just yeah, no, She's like, I know you're going to ride. Like, why are you, even? she knows I like to just do what I want anyways. So she's like, why are you even asking? Like, it makes no sense. But, um, I was like, all right. And I remember, uh, posting a picture of my bike on my story and with the temperature is like 45, 46. And I was like, oh, this is a bad idea. Which is really weird that you even said that in the first place. Yes. Because it's not usually something you would do. I've never done that. Yeah. And um, so anyways, I go along with my day. I had a couple buddies flying into town that evening, like 8 p.m. And I had class to like noon or like probably like 11 or so. And, um, you know, I just had the rest of the day just kind of chill. Right. So I was like, all right, man, I'll get out of class. And I'll just joy ride for a couple hours, dude. Because why not? Yeah. And um, so I left class. I took off around Murfreesboro. And I... I didn't do much around Murfreesboro besides go to class every day. So I'm just cruising around. I end up in like a residential area and um, I'm coming up on this light and the speed limit's 35. It's like it's residential shit. Low speed limit. There's an elementary school right there. Cruising along and um, I'm looking at the lights, green, obviously. You know, I'm going the speed limit. And uh, and next thing you know, I'm cruising and I got had my apes on, you know. And uh, my apes were like 18 inches, you know, sitting up, arms were up high. And I get to this light, like right when you cross into the intersection. And I just look. And I look to the left of me, dude, and I see this car, little silver car. And I just remember, dude, I said, fuck. That's all I said <laughs> when I saw it. And, man, I immediately, it's like my body, my brain knew. And as soon as I said that, it shut off. Like everything went black. Right. Next thing you know. 
I wake up 90 feet away in the grass. And I didn't know it was 90 feet at the time. I just, I woke up in a field and, um, I'm so you flew there. off the fucking bike. Yeah, dude. Holy I flew. Shit. So what had happened is I came through the intersection and I saw her and we hit like corner to corner. Yeah. So I smashed in her whole right, right corner of the car and, uh, the passenger side. And then I fishtailed into the side of the car, which slammed my side into it. And then I flew into the windshield. And then it just launched <laughs> me, dude. It launched God me. And like it. we had an investigator go and do all these equations. And he was like, dude, it's exactly 90 feet. And just, and I'll never forget, like one of the cops was like, hey, well, you got the Murfreesboro flight record. You know? <laughs> so I kind of take pride in that. Like I actually flew 90 feet. I remember, I guess witnesses were like, he flew over the, he flew over the light, you know? And obviously I wasn't even anywhere near the light, but I was, I guess it's high, but I love it. You know, you got like rednecks are like, yeah, he flew all the way over the line. Oh, like, damn. Yeah, they just like blew it way out of proportion. But uh, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, so that's how we hit. She had gone all the way across the intersection into another car. And then my bike had flown about 100 feet down the street underneath another car. So it's crazy the timing too, dude. Just milliseconds could have caused a totally different outcome. Yeah. I could have been with a bike and, you know, getting smashed underneath the car probably would have definitely killed me yeah. um, or made things worse. Who knows? You so know, it's good that you know. flew 90 feet off the bike. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get as road rash. That sounds. My tattoos are all okay. You know, I didn't have to deal with road <laughs> rash. So it's kind of nice. I mean, there's, there's some perks to it and, um, <laughs> yeah, perks of flying. But anyways, so yeah, I'd flown like 90 feet and I, I'd assume cause my boots always wear them untied like an idiot and they flew off and, um, I landed kind of like feet first like this. So I woke up in the field. I'm like, you know, coming to life and I look up. And I'm just laying on my back, and I see my femur sticking out of my left leg. And That's I saw not supposed that. to be there. No, I saw it just <laughs> sticking out, and I saw it, and I was just like, "Fuck!" I laid my head down, had my helmet on, stuff to uh, my helmet on and stuff. And this cop runs up. He's like over me. He's like, "Hey, man, don't be moving around. Like you're in a bad accident." I'm just sitting there thinking, like, "Yeah, no shit, <laughs> no shit," you know. <laughs> and dude, the weirdest thing is, I've never felt any pain. Really? I'm like, here I am laying here. There's chaos going around me, but I don't feel anything the human body man dude it really is like my body yeah. was like doing me some justice like we're gonna like help you through this a little bit yeah so it releases I, chemicals and shit into your body that like allows you to to push through shit like that you yeah know, your body's really there's parts of our body that we we're not aware of until a deadly situation like that really really happens it's pretty miraculous dude. yeah man yeah you know, mean, adrenaline all kinds of other chemicals and shit are released that really numbs your body where you don't feel that kind of pain yeah i mean the adrenaline was obviously through the roof i'll tell you that when it comes to the injuries too yeah. so yeah i'm laying there have no pain in me as far as i know my leg's broken as shit and um he's asking me all these questions like you got any contact numbers i'm like dude i don't remember any phone numbers and you know just shit's going on all over the place so the whole time I'm laying there, I'm like, man, I was in a bad wreck, obviously, but I'm good. You know, I just You're got still breathing, bones. man. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize how far from the car, you know, I was either. <laughs> I was like, man, who knows? And um, so I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, well, I'm good. I'm good. You know, this sucks, though. This is obviously bad. And then he's like, hey, I'm calling you a life flight. I'm like, what the hell? A life flight, dude. That's like pretty serious stuff. Yeah. And, um, and so on. Probably said some other stuff. And I'll never forget, man. Like, I thought I was fine. It was weird because in my mind, I was good. And it was like almost like this fake scenario. Like, I was telling somebody this last weekend. Like, in my brain, I was looking around like I was watching a movie almost from like, you know, mm -hmm. from first person or whatever. And, um, but everything was fine. It was just this weird phenomenon. So, the life flight shows up. They throw me on a stretcher. 
And I remember them like getting me up and I'm like, I'm laying there and I'm like, I'm like, yo, like jokingly, I'm like, am I going to die or something? And they're like, we're going to try to keep that from happening. And dude, like, right then you're like, oh, fuck. bro, I felt like those chills that just come over your body. Then you start feeling that's shit, when probably. I started feeling shit. Yeah. Like, but it was just that it was emotion more so. Right. Rather than pain. And I was like, fuck. And, um, and anyways, so man, I was just like, they got me on this helicopter and I was just like, I just closed my eyes and wasn't looking at the sights. And like, all I could think about was like seeing my nieces and like my fiance and my, my family and stuff like that. I was like, Joe, man, you can't, you can't get out of here. You can't go. You got to fight for this. Yeah, man. And I just like kept thinking about everybody I loved in my head. Like you got to fucking stay. And um, for them, man. Yeah, dude. And it, and it was weird. And like I was telling you yesterday. So I had my eyes closed and I was thinking that. And then um, I remember seeing like, like a ritualistic fire, like a campfire or something. But I remember seeing a fire and it was just like embers. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden there's just like exploded, dude, this flame. I yeah. just like, that was what was inside of me. I just saw this flame ignite. And then I woke up in ICU. You know, I'm also obviously doped up on a lot of drugs, you know, dilated. I'm just hitting the button. I'm just like, oh, let's get through this terrible part. Like this sucks. I see like I'm. In the level one ICU, I've got all kinds of shit tied up to me. I'm swollen as hell. And I'm just like, God. We just got to get through this whole fucking surgery aspect, right? Like, yeah, man, because they had a lot of surgeries. L- let's get to recovery. Yeah, know? I think in all said and done, like, it was like half a million dollars worth of surgery. Holy shit. Yeah, no shit. The bill, I think, was like 450 something. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Um, which that all got worked out, thankfully. Yeah. But, uh, Anyways, so I'm laying there, like, and I remember seeing people that, you know, family and people that care about me and stuff like that. And, um, and it was crazy because, like I said, Kate was out of town. Yeah, your girlfriend, so, fiance at the time. Yeah, or yeah. Fiance now, yeah. Yeah, girlfriend at the time. And, and I guess she got a call. I do this, this kind of stuff breaks my heart because my dad was out of town for work. You know, he had to catch an emergency flight. Yeah. I listened to Kate's account. You know, she's at the, she was literally walking onto the beach in like a bikini and a cover up. And my mom calls her and she's like, Joe, Kate, Kate, like you need to get home. Joe just got life flooded at Bandy, you know? And, um, sorry. So you ruined the damn trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you ruined yeah. the trip. You Dude, asshole. You know, funny? you know, it's funny about that, <laughs> you man. selfish motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, it sucks, man, because I think about, you know, it's funny you say that too, because like I had my friends visit that were like coming in town. Yeah. I had her, you know, there and I, all, I remember like apologizing to all of them. Like, I'm sorry I ruined the weekend. Like, <laughs> They don't give a fuck. They couldn't man. understand. They're like, what? Like, why are you apologizing? I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, you should be at the beach. You know, I like feel genuinely bad. I got run over by a damn car. Right. And um, you know, so, but yeah, her accountant, you know, she so she had to catch the emergency flight. She said she was in like Atlanta and like like a cover up and you know, swimsuit under it and everything. And she said she's just bawling the whole time. Like, this is this crazy scene. I just like picture that dude, and it breaks my heart, really. Right. Of just course, seeing man. You know, because I know my situation, if I was gone and something was like that with her, like that would, dude, I'd be losing my mind. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to keep my composure. I'd be like hijacking a plane. Yeah, man. And like whatever I can get it on takes that flight, I guess home. I'm going to fly to myself, bastards. But yeah, so I'm <laughs> not going to hijack any planes. Right. I'm not trying to be on a watch list. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, but anyways, so yeah, she tells me that. And I mean, I remember seeing them a little bit, but it was all pretty hazy, man. You know? And then I finally finished, long story short, I can go into the details of like, you know, I talked to you about the CT scans and whatnot. Yeah. At the end of the day, that was all miserable as hell. And then I get kind of like into it. And I never forget like the surgeons, every surgeon walking in, they're like, tell me what's going on. They're like, dude, you should be dead. You should not be here. I don't know what the, how the hell you even survived that. And then immediately as I heard those words, man, I like, it just, there's like a, 
switch in my brain. I was like, well, then I've got to be better than ever, dude. I got to come back like full throttle, you know, yeah, hundred miles an hour, guns blazing. Up. Like I'm turning it up as soon as I'm out of here, let's roll. <laughs> and that's like immediately what I thought, dude, I never got down on myself. I was like, this is an opportunity uh, rather than a tragedy, you know? And that's just kind of how I thought of it. This man. is an opportunity rather than a tragedy. Yeah. That's a powerful statement. Yeah. I like that. Sorry. Keep Thanks, going. man. Yeah. yeah. Just comment. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, dude. There you go. Quote it. Still for a t-shirt. Yeah, Sorry. Fuck on you. A it's mine now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Joe Aurelius. No, it's, it's going to have my name. I'm going to like completely hijack it. Yeah, it's like, like, Andy Lewis is going to be like a little fucking inspirational meme. <laughs> I'll be rolling in my grave like that was mine. Damn that it. motherfucker. Damn it, Andy. <laughs> but yeah, no, dude. I, that's immediately how I saw it was an opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you want to go into detail about like the hospital and the rehab and all that or. No, I think that's good, man. I wanted to really dig into. So I've, you know, I've been hanging out here for 24 hours now and I've, I've avoided this conversation because I've never, I knew that you got into a motorcycle accident. We talked a little bit afterwards, you know, after you were, you went through the recovery process and we've never really talked about it. And yep. I didn't, I avoided the conversation yesterday yeah. because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast and really because of what you just said with the, you know, this isn't a tragedy type thing like this is an opportunity and i think that's really important like you were on your fucking deathbed man and i think if you would have admitted defeat and played that fucking victim card and all that shit then you probably would be dead right now you know there's something to the human psyche and all that stuff that if you want to survive you can fucking survive there was some study done actually i think this kind of like will help nail it and drive it home for people you know they say that 60 percent of people that get shot they give up and that's why they die you know instead of like just being like fuck i'm shot okay let's get through this instead they're like fuck i'm shot i'm dying and then they die they're you know just, that you it's have all here and here yeah man it, you have more control over it than people think and i think a really a large part of that is because you know hollywood and all this other shit and you that's all you hear about are just the fucking bad side of things you don't hear the necessarily these stories like yeah. we're talking about right now you know if people that really just fucking stuck it in there kept that positive mind that unwavering positivity and fucking kept through it yeah you know and that's i keep bringing up the word positivity but it's because that's exactly what it is in order to survive a situation like that you cannot have a negative outlook at all as soon as you start being negative on yourself that's when things go downhill that's man. when things go Your downhill recovery slows down everything dude it just it's it's pretty crazy you gotta have that fucking fire burning yeah man. That, and that's it and yeah, so I really want to dig into that and get your viewpoint on the mental side of shit because you were in the fucking ringer, man. Like, yeah. I've never experienced anything like that, and most people haven't. And so, you know, you kind of talked about it. You know, you had that fucking fire burning, and you just wanted to keep it going. And I'm sure that there were times when that bitch started to talk a little bit in your head. Of course. Of course, man. Why so wouldn't it? How, how did you turn that off? Like, did it kind of, was it one of those things that, it started and you're like, fuck you get like pretty much. Yeah, dude, like nail it, nail it on the head. Yeah. Dude. I was thinking as you just, right before you just said it, like, yeah, basically just like get the fuck out of my head. Was it pretty a constant thing? Like, was it something you always had to keep watch over? Uh, to an extent, but not, yeah. not that, not very severely. And just to not to backtrack, but just to give people like an idea of the severity of it all. Like, I'll just give you my injuries real you're quick. Right. So what had happened because of that accident is, um, I had a minor TBI just, just minor brain bleeding. And I told you the whole story about why I ended up getting a full face helmet. And I'm glad I did because that could have been a lot worse. Yeah, you had just uh, switched over to a full face not too long before, just right? Just switched over, dude. And it was really only because your girlfriend got one to like ride passenger with you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get one too. Before you that, know? you were just some fucking dude that was i was like screw him they're stupid pussies. yeah <laughs> losers like you're scared <laughs> now i know yeah 
yeah. full face all day. So you had the brain bleeding. Yeah. So I had a TBI. I worked top to bottom. So TBI, I had an aortic aneurysm, which bleeding into my right lung, which was also collapsed. Right. I lacerated six organs. I broke a few ribs. I broke my hip in three or four places. My femur came out of my leg, broke my right knee, broke my tibia, fibula, and um, I crushed both ankles, crushed both my feet, and broke all my toes. Yeah, so you weren't able to walk for so, a while, right? Yeah, everything, pretty much, you know, I, everything from my waist down was broken. Besides your um, dick, your dick still worked. Yeah, my dick was like, dude. <laughs> it's yeah, still working. It was great, man. I was like, that was that was working while I was in the hospital. I was like, what's going on? No, no <laughs> that wasn't actually, it wasn't even thinking yeah, about course. that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was good. What, what's crazy about that, though, is you, you know, I forgot to bring up too. We still, like, it's a mystery. Something stabbed me in the, the groin. Like, dude, probably... Luckily, I wear like tight pants and shit. Yeah, but like, dude, that far below my nutsack. Really? Something stabbed me so deep. I lost. Do you know like, what it was? I lost like three pints of blood out of that hole, dude. Really? I lost. Well, like, yeah, half- that's a dangerous spot, dude. Yeah, to man. Start bleeding, man. There's and, not um, really any way to stop it. Yeah, you can't wrap it or anything, right? Yeah, no. They were like watching it, but like it was something they had to watch a lot, because it's like you know up there. Was it a piece of the motorcycle? We have no idea, man. Really, it's just hard to it's hard to figure knows, out. I mean, you flew ninety feet through fucking air. <laughs> it's like, like someone could have got you with an arrow, merit. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an arrow shot me in the knee. No, but um, make shit worse. Yeah, yeah, but no. So something stabbed me there, man. I remember just being like, "God, dude, way God, too close like to dick. the jewels." Yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it was a weird thing to think about. That would have been a whole other ball game to tackle, <laughs> literally. But they had to watch it a lot because it's a weird spot for as far as like the recovery yeah, the aspect and stuff. So yeah. they didn't want like an, an infection, and I have to get you know amputated and shit. Like that would suck. That would you suck, know, lose man, my whole right? leg. But you know, like we talked about, one of my athletes, he's made the best of his situation. So yeah, he's an amputee, there, right? Yep. There's yeah. that, so there's that, and he's well, that right there. What you just said was a very positive statement. You know, is like it, you, you didn't say, it, but it could have been worse. You know, you could have lost your fucking leg. It's yep. like yeah, you had you just named off all these injuries, and yeah, they all suck, but it could have been fucking worse. Yeah. And even if you lost one of your legs, it's like, well, fuck, at least I still have another one. If you lost both of them, it's like, well, I still got my fucking arms. Like, it all <laughs> depends on your perspective, man. Yeah, dude. It's, I mean, that's the whole thing, perspective, man. You got to look through things. Things can suck, but you got to look through at them through different lenses, you know, yeah. to really grasp it. And like, at the end of the day, just be, gr- I was just grateful I was alive. Yeah, man. And I'm and grateful I wasn't paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. You know, you know unfortunately, suck, it takes, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday. It takes people that life altering, not necessarily you. I think you've always had a pretty positive mindset, but you know, it takes that life threatening situation to change your ways. You know, you have these fucking people, they eat like shit, they drink all the time, they don't exercise. Then they turn 50 and they have a fucking heart attack and they have a stroke. You know, my uncle actually just had a stroke and he's like, he can't move anything in his body now and he has to relearn everything. Yeah. But, you know, you hear it all the fucking time is they, they, after they have the heart attack, now they're trying to change their habits. And I was like, you should have already fucking done this. Yeah. Like, that's really what I want to drive home. One of the things I want to drive home with this is stop waiting. Yeah. Like, if you know like you my need client, to fucking do something, yeah. right? The 15 year old, right? He's figured out 15. He's, you know, got his issues and stuff, but like he wants to be healthy. Well, we all know for the long term and he's 15 years old. Like, dude, we're, I wish I had that mindset at 15. We, we all know what we need to do. Yeah. You know, like including these people that have the fucking heart attacks and stuff like that, or you know, the, the list goes on the shit that you need to not do. Yeah. And we all have our vices. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking shit about that, but what I am talking shit about is the fucking excuses to not change your ways when shit that you know how to do, like. Stop eating McDonald's. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Just stop doing this. Don't drink every night of the week. Like yes. there's, we all know that these things are bad and yet we continue to do them or fucking cigarettes are the thing. 
we all know that cigarettes are bad and yet people continue to chain smoke yep. and they then they have fucking lung cancer. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, now it sucks. And now then it you sucks have, too well, late. Then you <laughs> have these fucking people that go, well, I'm going to die somehow. I don't think you understand how miserable. I mean, I don't fully understand it, but yeah. I can look at these fucking people that have to pull around a tank for 10 years just because you get lung cancer doesn't mean that you throat. die. Yeah, you know, I had an uncle actually, another uncle. He, he ended up dying at a pretty young age, like 50 or so. But I remember growing up, dude, he had one of those little things like the fucking dude on South Park where he had the, the robots. Talk. Boys, yeah, yeah, you know, and he probably had the same mindset. Well, fuck it. I'm going to die one day anyways. Yeah, maybe 10 years after you get lung cancer. So and by I, doing that, you disregard everybody that cares about you, man. Uh, like I brought selfish, this up dude. not long ago and. Uh, this I heard Keanu Reeves in an interview, and this this guy asked him like, "What what happens when you die?" And he was like, "The people that love you will miss you." Yeah, and dude, that's the thing, man. Is like the impact it has on others. Like, yeah, you're yep. gonna die. We're all gonna die. But like, why not stick around for the people that truly care for you, man? And like, a lot of people think like others don't care, and like that's why, you know, we've talked we, about that on the podcast before. Whenever you're in a really low spot in your life, you you think that no one gives a fuck about you, but there are people that do care about you. No matter who you are, someone gives a fuck about you. And whenever you do something reckless and then you die from it, they're the ones that are suffering, well, man. They have like suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And it's just like, I know people that have done that and they're like, man, I'm just thinking about doing this and that. And I'm like, listen to yourself, man. I was like, at the end of the day, like, I know shit may suck right now, but I love you, dude. And yeah, if, like, man. if you took your life, it would break my heart, dude. It would take me a long time to recover. So think about that, man. So let's touch on that real quick. The importance of expressing your feelings towards other people, because as fucking men, dude, we're terrible about it. Like yeah. we, especially the more of just like, especially they're here in the South, you know, it's, it's really hard for dudes to talk about their fucking feelings and to tell people how they actually feel. But like, tell your fucking friends that you love them. You know what I mean? Especially if you know that they're suffering. If you think that someone's going through some shit, give them a fucking phone call. Be sentimental, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Had that, dude. I'm, I'm big on that too, man. Just checking up on you, dude. I've had, I had a buddy of mine actually, one of the best dudes I fucking know. He called me one night, and this dude, he could be dealing with the worst shit, and you ask him like, "How you doing?" He's like, "Man, I can't complain." You know what I mean? And he just, he's never going to complain. But he called me one night. He's like, "Hey, man," or he texts me. He's like, "Hey, man, my grandma died." And I was like, this dude does not ever talk about fucking bad things that happen, yeah. you know? And I'm like, you good, dude? He's like, no. And I'm like, we're getting dinner tomorrow night, you know? And I just sat there and I let him talk about his grandmother. And it was a, it, it was a really just, I, I would not have been, I would rather have been doing that than anything else in the world at that time. Yeah. You know, just letting this dude fucking talk. But he's one of those people that like, he didn't come out and be like, I'm in a rough place. He was just like, my grandma died and I had to kind of pick up on it. It's like, you need to fucking hang out with someone and talk. And yeah. You know, and that's the thing is a lot of people, they, they don't want to inconvenience. I'm one of those people as well. Like, I don't want to really necessarily, I know everyone's dealing with their own shit and my things aren't really huge issues, but at the time they seem like it. And yeah. there were times in my life when I was like, I just want someone to fucking call me, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel so alone and yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to drive home. There is tell people that you fucking love them. There's nothing wrong with that. Let people know that you care about them. If you know that someone's dealing with shit. Give him a fucking phone call. It's such a simple gesture, man. It, it is, doesn't man. take effort. You know, we all live busy lives and I know yeah. it's hard to like let that shit go. But at the end of the day, like be grateful for the people that you have in your life. Don't take them for advantage. Dude, and, and that was shown to me after the accident, man. Yeah. Like, you know, 
It's going to when that. you got the family and stuff sitting in the hospital. Yeah, man. You know? I mean, I had all these people show up, dude. Like, just so much freaking love, man. And I was just kind of like blown away by it. Yeah. And it's just, it sucks because it's it's rare to have that kind of support. A lot of people, you know, there's people that go through those situations alone, and I hate it. And um, I mean, they're out there. And so, you know, I. I so you're grateful just to have this community with you. That yeah, really, dude. You know, your girlfriend. You're saying yesterday, your girlfriend stopped everything that she was doing to take care of you that means wiping your ass like everything you know just really taking care of you all the way between her and my mom my sister my dad dude they were like the main yeah team right there they were like after it anything i needed at any time they were there they stayed with one of them they rotated one of them was in the hospital with me in rehab every single night how long were you in the hospital and rehab like together total like 20 something days right you know like i should have been in rehab longer but i progressed pretty quickly yeah because i needed to because I had, you know, honestly, I have shit Once to again, do. that mental aspect, dude, you decided like right there in the beginning, we're going to fucking get back at it. You yeah, know, dude. like we're going to, we're going to hit the ground running as soon as I can hit the ground running. Like I'm going to. Plus I'm impatient. So I had to, sh- I have shit to do, man. Yeah, you know, man. like I got a life, life to right. live. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But especially you have a life to live now. <laughs> dude, it's beautiful, man. I love yeah. life. And, um, but yeah, just that gratitude towards them, man. And that's part of the mindset too, is like, you can't, why fall in a hole Cause I'm just going to let everybody around me down. That's yeah. sacrificed so much for me, you know? And that's, that's a big thing too, is like letting gratitude drive you to do better and like push. I, you know, I, I think I'll, I think we don't have enough confidence in ourselves. At least that, that's me at times, you know, I think other people see a stronger person than the person that I experience sometimes, you know? And like you said, like your family, you don't want to let them down. It's because you're fucking Joe, man. Like they're looking at you to fucking not be held down by anything to get back up and you know you kind of had that responsibility where i've got to fucking you know i want these people for one you want them to stop having to take care of you yeah dude you don't i don't want to be the inconvenience anymore but at the same time like they i bet you none of them had a thought go through their head at any time it's like they knew exactly what you were going to do man they, yeah. they knew that you were going to get through it and they knew that you weren't going to give up and that you were going to keep pushing forward and i think people have that perception of everyone not just us but people have that perception of us and it's always there yeah you know we we're our worst enemies like that's what i'm trying to say we are our own worst enemies and our that negative self-talk can seep into us and it starts altering our real like the reality of ourselves yeah you know that vision of ourself of course you got to like keep watch over that yeah you got to like like you said like you those negative thoughts come to your head you got to tell the fuck off man that's i mean like you know even today i have negative thoughts go through my head i'm just like you know i'm just bitch slapping it like go you know, get like get away, it's like here. a fly, you know, like, yeah, yeah we're going to put this in your head. I'm like, no, get the hell away. And that's man. everyone, you yeah. know, and that's something too. Like everyone has that. I think yep. it's Everybody just, how, does, do you, yeah. how do you deal with it, man? Like, well, I know how you deal with it. You fucking, you keep watch over your mind. You keep watch over your thoughts. And if they're not positive thoughts, get them the fuck out of there because yeah. those negative thoughts is what shapes your reality. And you know, I've, I, that might go over some people's head, but that's the truth. Like you create your reality. If you want to have a beautiful fucking life, you can do that, but it's going to take really just continuing on yeah and you got to think bigger picture at all times yeah you're like what's pushing through this where's it going to get me in the long run you know like you you like when i was in the hospital man i was just setting goals in my mind like i want to be doing (laughs) this by this when he says i got this date i'll be should be recovered by able to do this or that or have this range of motion we're going to do it six weeks i'm going to do it a lot sooner like you got to kind of like 
make it a competition prove them wrong dude yeah dude it's almost like you're you're training for something like yeah. you know you're training in that recovery you're like all right i'm gonna beat that like yeah. i'm gonna do better than you think i can right you know and you got to challenge you're already challenged to death but you got to challenge yourself yep. you got to constantly pep talk yourself dude and get in your head and be like come on come on i mean dude like i said man there's a lot of times that were dark you know I, i'll never discredit that and i tell this story all the time but you know i can i can vividly remember dude just laying in the hospital man i wasn't like bumped down to another little level of icu but i didn't you know shit in a pan yeah and which that's a low that's a low place to be man bro, especially when, as a as grown a man, man a grown-ass man having to shit in a pan you know like have other people wipe their ass you know you're not able to piss like <laughs> that's that can easily you can start feeling weak dude i couldn't even roll over my side so my dad's holding me on my side and I'll never forget my mom and Kate like wiping me, you know, and I was the just reality like of that situation that you are fucking weak at that moment, dude. And I was broken. There's nothing I could do. And I just remember just bawling tears, man. I was yeah, like, man. this is the most humiliating thing. But then that gratitude comes in. You're but like, you didn't God, let I'm that so keep thankful. you down, man. No, man. You know, that's the main point there. You, you were in a very weak spot, but mentally you got a hold of it. And you're like, well, this isn't going to be forever. You want that independence back, man. You want to be yeah. able to thrive, you know? And, um, dude, that was just the mindset through it all. And, um, I don't know. It's crazy, man. And, you know, just pushing myself through rehab and then like probably 50 physical therapy sessions, you know, and like yeah. really being pushed to like the point I was in tears, but I knew I wasn't, they weren't trying to injure me. I knew, but I, if I didn't push past that pain and I talked to this about like my client, he's like, man, it hurts. It's sore. I'm like, dude, I can relate. I said, but you're not going to be injured. You're just going to hurt. And when you break through that, uh, that plateau or push through that wall, you're just going to excel, yeah. you know? And that's how I looked at it the whole time. Like, man, and this sucks, but I'm going to be a you better person because through. of it. You got to be a better person because of it, man. And you are, you're, you're mentally stronger. You're emotionally stronger. You're probably even physically stronger than you were prior. You know, like you're, you, you improved in every single way. Yeah. I mean, I got metal in me, a heart stint, stuff like that, man. But that doesn't matter. You know, I think it's kind of cool in a way. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm like <laughs> metal Terminator. Ace. Yeah, I'm like, oh, bionic shit. But, uh, you know, but half a million dollar man, I'm catching up that one guy. <laughs> but uh, no, but, you know, you got all these things going on. But like, yeah, man, I get pains and like I'm limited on certain things. But at the end of the day, man, I'm doing more than I ever have. I'm pursuing more than I ever have. Yeah, you're an active just, dude. You know, you have the business, of course, which we'll get into that a little bit more in detail. But you also like you work out, you go camping you know you go hiking you're still getting after it if anything you're getting after it more than you ever did prior to the accident am Dude, i right about that telling you man it's it's crazy if i had this fire like 20 years you know several years ago who yeah. knows but i mean 15 like your your client that you were just talking yeah about, i mean you know? i wouldn't obviously i wouldn't change the trajectory and how no, my life's been laid out i love everything for every like it's all been laid out perfectly right there's a purpose to but it. yeah man it's a fire unlike anything else and like it's it's hard to reciprocate to other people, but I do it the best I can. Yeah. Because unfortunately, a lot of people can't relate. And I'm not saying like, I'm not one of those guys to be like, you won't, you won't understand. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you won't understand necessarily, but this is how I can help you. Like your situation is unique to you. Everybody's yeah. got some hard, everybody's got their own struggles, right? Yeah. And don't, because you get people that are like, oh, well, you know, it's nothing compared to your thing. I'm like, get it out of your head. Your struggle is yours. Yeah, you do your own shit. That and you sucks. get through it on your way. Yeah. And like, but I can tell you from my experience how to help, like, get through that and use that mindset to be better. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I never want to discredit anybody's thing. I mean, mine just was a freak thing. And I'm, it's a rare 
occasion to be where I'm at now because of it. Yeah, but because of that, you're thankful for it. Yeah, of yeah. course, man. You're a better person because Dude, of the situation. I wouldn't change a thing. I tell people all the time, like, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, man. Yeah. And I will, I embrace the hell out of it, and I, it, I'm glad it happened. Yeah. My mom hates when I say that. She's like, no, you're not glad. Oh, and I'm like, mom, I am like, but I don't expect her to get it. And most people won't understand those words. But to me, it was like, it was a beautiful disaster. Your parents were probably in a very rough spot during that whole time period as well. Oh yeah. That's, that's, you're their fucking baby, man. Like, doesn't matter how much of a man you are now. Like you're still a baby in your parents' eyes. You always will be. (laughs) So it's like, my baby's hurt. They're in the hospital. You know, like it's. It fucked them up, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and same with your girlfriend. You know, she didn't know what to expect. She had no idea. But at the end of the day, they were there 110. percent Yeah, man. And they gave up everything they could for it. So, so moving into like after all that, you're because you recovered so fucking quick. You know, like you really did recover extremely quickly. And I remember you got out of the hospital. We we didn't really talk that much, but of course we followed each other on social media yeah. and stuff. And when I was like, fuck, like you know, Joe got to motorcycle accident i was keeping up with you as much as i could and i remember you kind of just went ghost for for a little bit like you're out of the hospital i'm like hey cool deal and then i didn't really see much from you anymore and then i don't know how long but it seemed like only a few months and all of a sudden you're fucking jacked more than ever you know (laughs) like you're getting after it and you're just fucking jacked i'm like god damn he's bigger than he was like and dude when you got out of the hospital you were tiny like you lost all of your muscle for the most part. Yeah, I went from like 230 down to like 190. Yeah, man. And, and it was all muscle, dude. Like you should have seen when they took all the, the wrappings off my legs. It was just like they were just these tiny little sticks. And you literally doubled. You doubled in size afterwards. Yeah. Like very quickly. So I, I know that you were talking earlier about how it just lit a fire underneath your ass like never before. And I'm guessing even when you got out of the hospital and you're like, cool, like I'm back to being a functioning member of society. Yeah. That still carried over to the gym. You're like, I gotta fucking, I gotta get back to yeah, where man. I was, if not more. You yeah, know? I got out of the hospital, and obviously, so it wasn't done. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you, you weren't done yet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because well, I had you know the 20 something days in the hospital and rehab, and then I had to, I was on bed rest at my parents' house, like, because um, you know, Kay had to start going back to work some. So my and parents were like, fiance, hey, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you know, they only live like 15 minutes from us, and um, they're like, here, you y'all stay here. So my parents like moved up to their guest bedroom. They gave me their master bedroom. I had a buddy that's a contractor, such a solid guy, but he had his guys come take like the shower door off so they could get me in and out of the shower. What's easily. his name? His name's Jesse Davis. Shout yeah. out to Jesse Davis. And, yeah, dude. I just like giving people credit when they saw a guy. You know what I mean? Man, he, He'll just, probably never even hear this, but. It wasn't even a thing for yeah. him, you know? Like, and that's the thing, dude. Like the people that come out of the woodworks just to check on you. Like he was doing that, like didn't expect any kind of money. He's just like, man, my boy needs showers, you know? <laughs> my my uh, my barber Landon, that my business partner, yeah. you know, he, he'd come to my house and like I was in my wheelchair and he'd clean my hair up a little bit and my beard, like just- Make sure you're still looking fresh. He didn't fresh, have to do that, man. Good. He has a job. He could be making money, but he was just like, I need to help my boy out, man. Like yeah, he looks sure like- he looks good. He looks like shit. He looks you know, like- so everyone did what they could, you know? And I, I try to stress that to people as well. Like everyone has something that you can do that can contribute to society. Yeah. And that's just small shit right there. Like Landon, Landon's good at cutting hair. So Landon came by to cut your fucking hair. Your buddy's a contractor. He knows the construction side of things. So he installed a fucking shower for you. Like, yeah. you know, whatever it is, whoever you are, you have a special trait that can contribute to society and you have a responsibility to do whatever you, you, you have a responsibility to use that superpower that you have, no matter what it is, to help someone else. To help others. And that's like, 
that's the key man even something others, just bro. like cutting your fucking bro's hair that just got into a bad accident like you yeah. know that that meant the world to you but felt, to landon, i felt like a god after that i was just it felt good you know yeah, like, but landon it wasn't a big <laughs> deal man he's like of course i'm gonna cut your fucking hair yeah like you know like whatever dude was like a, a bum yeah he like t- takes a day <laughs> off to do that i'm like dude that's legit man yeah. and, dude that's just it's so that's kind of stuff i reflect on often is just like man we're in a dark world a lot of bad shit going on well there's so there's much a, negativity man so much negativity but really man there's a lot of beauty there's a lot of good people there's a lot of good hearts out there and that's we live and, in the best time yeah i really i really do think that we live in the best time and i was that dude back in the day like oh i wish i lived in fucking medieval days you know like we all fantasize about that sometimes you do yeah but at the end of the day man we have it fucking made we live in the best time in history and that's something during this whole covid shit that even you know during lockdown and all that stuff i was like we still have it made guys like you'd ask everybody else like oh everything's so awful i'm like no awful was a hundred years ago when during the great depression and after world or you know before world war ii and that was rough you know, know people, people were living are- in fucking boxes and you're bitching saying that life is rough when you still have the ac you're getting fucking mcdonald's delivered to your Uber house Eats is coming yeah like you know you're, you're like getting, like what you still f- have the internet you're still being able to take a cold shower yeah warm shower i take cold showers but <laughs> yeah, you same. know like you're you're still able, you have all these luxuries still. Yeah. And yet you're bitching because you can't go out to the bar or something like get the fuck over yourself. Like take inventory of the good shit in your life because it is better now than it ever has been throughout. History. Look at it through, as an opportunity to do other yeah. things, tackle other goals. You That's know, what I did, man, I started camping and hiking so much during the beginning of lockdown. It's like, okay, well my gym's fucking closed. I can't really travel anymore. You know, I had to cancel all these trips to Europe and stuff. And I was like, well, I don't get to camp as much as I want to. So I started camping every week, man. It was sick. I started tackling all these hikes in North Carolina that I kept putting off, you know, being saying I'm too busy and shit. Every week I was tackling these gnarly hikes and exactly, man. I just, I was like, well, I can't do this. So what, what else can I do? Yeah. And and that's the whole thing. And it's like, I forget what I was getting at with that. But like for, I tell people all the time, like, yeah, I know people had some rough shit happen last year, especially when COVID started job losses, this and that, like losing some loved ones. I'm not going to discredit that by any means, but like mindset, dude, like it's your mindset because I had the best, one of the best years ever. Oh yeah, man. It was on my side. It was one of the worst. It was the worst year of my life, but Mm. it was the best year of my life, you know, forced growth. Yeah. It forced growth. Like everything that not everything, it could have been worse, but at the time it seemed like my whole fucking world was coming down and that lasted for pretty much a year man and but the amount of growth that happened to me during that time period from that suffering that's what it was it was emotional suffering yeah just mental place i was in a really dark place and i did not know it was possible to get that low in life you know like just that darkness where i just couldn't snap out of it man and because of that though it kind of goes back to your accident, man. Like, luckily, I didn't get into a motorcycle accident or something and almost die from it. But, you know, I, I reached a low point in my life. And because of that low point, I'm so grateful for life now because I remember how fucking miserable I was, man. I just remember, like, I just, I don't ever want to feel this way again. And I'm grateful for it, man. At the time, it was fucking miserable. But I'm so grateful for that, that that happened to me. Those scars are essential, man. Yeah, and I man. tell it, dude, Greg said a lot, a lot, a while back. And, he said, I don't trust anybody that doesn't have scars. And for some reason, that's like really that's stuck powerful, with dude. me, man. Yeah. That, that's one quote. You're about Greg Walsh? Yeah. yeah. That's one quote I'll never forget. I remember him saying it, and I was like, dang. You know, and I'm looking around. I was like, awesome people that have been through some shit. He's such a smart dude, man, when it comes to just his, his thought process. He is, you can look at Greg, and you're like, the shit that's going on in this dude's head right now is fucking glorious. Yes. You know, he's always it's, just, 
he, he's such a just down to earth dude, super humble, but he's, um, I don't even he's, think he's, he's from our planet, man. He's like from somewhere else, dude. Even the way he's he in talks, his own man, plane. He, yeah, he's, just, he, he's Greg, man. He's got, he's got it figured out and just, he, you can tell the dude's been through the shit as well, dude. you know, and that goes back to the scar oh, yeah. thing. Like, I don't trust anyone that hasn't, uh, same thing. I don't trust anyone that hasn't been through shit. Yeah. You did like your situation last year. It was a dark place, but you know, I, I can tell you're now like kind of grateful you went through that. Well, you've known me long enough, man. I'm, I mean, I'm probably completely different now than I was, you know, a year ago. The last time you saw me two years ago or something. Yeah. You know, like I'm probably a completely different person. I'm still me, of course. (laughs) But I'm not, ne- dude, I, I don't tolerate negativity anymore. You've I used evolved, to be a man. very negative person, dude. And, you know, like we had this unwavering positivity shirt coming out. That would have never been a fucking Norse fitness shirt. Yeah. But now it's like. Things I, shifted. It's the only, it's the only path that makes sense. And we've never really talked about it on the podcast, but I wanted to, because you're one of the most positive people that I know. Thanks. The, you know, you have this warrior path and every male, they're like, every male that's worth a fuck they they want to embody that warrior you know that's like Without that hero that hero but the only path the warrior path is the positive fucking path yeah you know it's, it's the, the light man it's the light man you can't nothing gets accomplished in the dark and it's like this shirt i got on now it's when i put out and i've got you know latin quote lux into neighbors yeah lux into neighbors or whatever but um it means light and darkness yeah and like people you know i like i want it in latin because people ask like what's that mean it's light and darkness you tell like, them. what do you mean like thank you be positive. Like it, it is a, it's lot a dark world. In Latin. And yeah. Imagine if you just put light and darkness on a shirt. That's fucking dumb. Like, yeah, like oh, it's cool. Stupid. We get it, man. Turn on the lights. Douchebags. Like, <laughs> like people are just like gay, you know. But like I'm like, hey, screw you. No. So, but it forces people to kind of ask because they don't know yeah. or who knows. They might Google it. But um, that's what we. That's what the positivity is, man. It's a dark world. But like, be that torch, be that light in this dark world, man. And that's what the whole purpose is. What I, I'm trying to do is like, be a beacon, man, and like have people come. And like, just make that light even brighter and shut out that darkness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm big on that. Yeah. I mean, you cannot conquer anything with a negative mindset. Like triumphant positivity is the only way to succeed. Without a doubt. That, and that's, I really just, I wish more people understood that. And hopefully after this podcast, they understand that if you really want to have a great life and you want to accomplish your fucking goals as you should, and you should have huge goals. The only way you're going to do that is with a positive mindset without a doubt man you know like you're you can't once fucking allow that negative self-talk to seep in as soon as it does tell it to fuck off i do the same shit man i think everyone does like because you said that's what you did like fuck you no yeah and those are the kind of conversations i have with myself i start fucking just beating myself up thinking that i'm not doing enough or even when it comes to being a dad you know we talked about that earlier i that's something i struggle with pretty often is just not feeling like i'm a good enough dad and that's bullshit and you are your own worst enemy because you know like, you're a good dad. At least with me, man. I, yeah, I'm a fucking amazing. But then, dad, like dude. that, you, those thoughts come in your head, and you're like, "This, like, you suck." Well, it's because there's a side of me, dude. He's a fucking bitch. Like, yeah. I'm referring to myself. Like, there is a side of me that is just that loves to be miserable. We all had. I think we all had that somewhere. Yeah, else. man. You've got to tell it to get fucked. Yeah. That's that's the bottom line. It's the only. That's the only way. You can't tolerate it because yeah. if you do, you're gonna be just a worthless piece of shit. Yeah. You know, you're gonna be the dude fucking drinking every night because he hates his goddamn life. Compared to reading a fucking book, getting better, you know, leveling up as a human being. Yeah, without a doubt. And then, you know, I've, I've had people in my life that are like, you know, I understand you go through issues, but it's like this after years, you know, talk to them and they're complaining about the same things they were years ago. Right. What did you do to like, change life that? Life sucks. Like, this isn't working out. That isn't working out. And I'm like, sometimes you got to look in the mirror, man, and be like, maybe 
you're not working out and you need to fix yeah. your you you need to like dig deep and like go in here and like really bring out that light man because you know those things are stints of time yeah they're going to come but you get through it but yeah. it shouldn't be repetitive one of know? the reasons i think we live in one of the best times ever is because of the amount of resources we have available and i'm not referring to gas and energy and shit like that but as far as knowledge <laughs> you know like you have youtube you have fucking amazon you have blogs you know you have so many people out there putting out useful information to help other people improve that the the excuses are no longer valuable you know yeah. to, or they're no longer valid 200 years ago it's like yeah it's a lot harder to fucking level up like pretty much whatever you were decided like you were going to a farmer or fucking peasant and shit like that like that's pretty much your destiny like you didn't yeah. have the resources available to become a better person but no one has that excuse anymore. There's no, there's real, literally no barriers. It's at your goddamn fingertips. If you know that you're lacking in any aspect of life, you can pick up your fucking phone, go to Google or whatever the hell and type in literally, how do I fix this about myself? Yep. And then we probably get a goddamn answer. Yeah. You know, like take self aware, like have enough self-awareness, but okay, this is where I'm lacking and then do whatever it takes to eliminate that. And that's thing you can, everyone fucking can. Yeah. It's a matter of grabbing a book or watching a fucking YouTube video or listening to a podcast. There's no limits. There are no limits. Yeah. It's crazy, especially here in America, man. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody's got the opportunity, man, just to like destroy. It's a, you know? It really is a land of opportunity, man. You know, and you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'm not like the most patriotic person, but that's the truth. I've yeah. been to these other countries. You know, I've been to even Canada, man. Like, trying to start a business in Canada is fucking hard. Trying to get a business going in Europe is even harder. <laughs> And then you have countries where you just can't own a fucking business. Yeah. You know, and here it's like anyone can start a fucking business, man. Like if you want to make money, you can make fucking money. You got to put in the work. You got to learn the ropes. You got to study. You got to work your ass off. But if you put in work, man, you can make anything. Happen. You can do anything you want. Anything. It's crazy, dude. It's pretty fascinating. Oh, it's amazing. And people take it for granted, man. So many people take it for fucking granted. I think reading books is like the lowest it's ever been in our population. And yet it's the most available. You can literally go to Amazon and get any fucking book you want. Dude, I've been reading every, I read every day at some you point, to, like man. in the mornings. And then, you know, I've gotten to where even like, you know, I'll be taking a shit. I'll just grab, bring my book with me, you know, yeah. just cause like I, I've got other stuff going on. I got to do after that, but How like I'm not your reading time. Like, um, so you read every day. Is there a certain time that you read no matter what? So honestly, just make sure it gets done. Uh, typically I get up at, you know, about 5am every morning and then, um, why do you give up 5am? Because you're just such such a trajectory for the day, man. You're up before everybody else is. Guaranteed success, huh? Yeah. It's like I tell, you know, people are like, oh, that's just crazy. And I'm like, well, think about it, man. By 7 a.m., I've read, I've lifted, I've done cardio, I've stretched, all that stuff. I've had a meal. Yeah. And you're a just a lot of people aren't even waking up or yeah. they're getting up in an hour, you know, yeah. or whatever the case, or they're just getting up. So you wake up at 5 a.m. and then you read? Yeah. Okay. So like, well, I, you know, I kind of get ready and then I, so I got my pre-workouts got to kick in. So I always drink the pre-workout and you get that 30, 40 minute window. Yeah. So that's like my, as your energy time. levels are slowly rising yeah, up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I cover a lot of reading that time, you know, yeah, and then sometimes in the evenings, if you know, I have some free time or whatever, or like middle of the day, like I may, I may try to get a few pages in, but I mean, that's, that's so important, man, to my day. And, yeah. um, I think that's one thing people need to do. I'm just like reading people are like, I hate it. Well, guess what? I never really loved reading. No one but likes I fucking reading myself man. to, especially business books and like self-improvement books. Most of them are fucking boring as boring shit. As hell, like financial stuff. Like, get out. Oh my God, man. Trying to read a financial book. It's awful. It's so damn bad, especially for people like me and you that just are not good at math. You know, Ugh. we both talked about that. My brain just doesn't work for math. I'm fucking retarded when it comes to it. Yeah. 
but you know, I've had because of business, I've, I've read some accounting books and it was the most god awful thing I've ever done in my life. But I did it because it was like, dude, you got to be, yeah, I have to, you have to have know a little some bit of, of knowledge, man. Just a little bit of knowledge on this. You don't have to know thing. it like a professional. By no, I'm not means, going but, to. No. There's no, some people get off. Like they fucking jerk off to the idea of being an accountant. I'm like, you have the worst job in the world, in my opinion, <laughs> you know, but they're like, I fucking love numbers. Fuck yeah. numbers. And I'm Fuck like, numbers. But then again, like on the the same you know token, like everybody, we're all individuals, right? Like right. a lot of people shudder at the fact of like being a face of a brand and having to like put themselves out there authentically all the time. Yeah. But like I, I embrace that. I love just, you know, here's, I'm gonna cut my arm. Like I'm just bleeding out for everybody. Yeah. Because this is who I am and I'm gonna like share my shit and I'm gonna do the best I can at it. That to me, that's my comfort zone. But like you put some numbers and charts in front of my face, dude, I'm having like my... Aneurysm, I'm gonna have another aneurysm yeah. or something because of that. Yeah, I so. start sweating and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was telling you about when I was in college and the fucking college te the teacher calling me to solve some ridiculous like third grade level math problem because I was in retard math, of course. And she called me to say like, "Hey, Andy, what's the answer to four plus four? And I started sweating really bad, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And I left and I dropped out of college. But <laughs> you know, I just I have anxiety over it. You know, it, Dude, it's same. so silly, but it's just it's not my thing. But when it comes to other things like it comes to fitness and stuff like i'll talk about all day with confidence because that's what i'm fucking good at like that's what i know when it comes to mindset or even doing this podcast like i don't give a fuck dude like well, it's it's what we you have to find your strengths and cater and you know build on your strengths what's funny is that too is like you know there's this idea that you can do, be whatever you want to be yeah to an extent to a certain extent because like yes you have big dreams have big aspirations whatever but like you know if someone's to tell me like you could be this chemist scientist like or like some crazy engineer if you really want it you can have it i'm like you don't understand i do not process those things as hard as i try to force myself to yeah i'm not going it's not to gonna fucking happen what am i good at think of your strong suits like i'm good at like interacting with people and this and that like i know what i'm good at i'm good at fitness and, and i understand that really well so why don't i just do the best damn job i can at all that stuff so there's an important lesson there build on your strengths yes i'm the same way i know that there's just shit that i'm not good at so i do enough to get by on those things you know i can do them if i really fucking need to but at the end of the day like i don't waste my time trying to learn shit that i know that i'm just not fucking going to be good at i'd build on my strengths and i get better and better at what i'm fucking good at well and that's and that's why so many people fail too is because like you know you get a lot of people younger people especially their parents have these expectations of them going to college and doing this job like dude that's the future you need you need to take over this business or you need to do this and that and like they're forcing themselves to do something they are miserable at and then next thing you know they're like who knows? They could have millions of dollars, but they're just like, ugh, I hate, hate what I do. Fucking lives, man. I hate my life. And it's like, build on like your strong suits, build on what you're good at. And not only are you going to succeed, but you're going to love what the hell you do. Right. No one knows you better than yourself at the end of the day. You know, like, Facts. and there's a lot of different methods for that. Cause I'm sure some people are really trying, especially younger people. We've all been there and I'm sure there's younger people who listen to this podcast and they're like, well, fuck, I'm trying to figure out who I am. What would you recommend for people to, to get more self-aware because you're a pretty self-aware person yourself it's a hard thing to like teach mine's meditation well if you S yes sitting in silence is like slowing down that internal talk sitting in silence because it's weird man like whenever you can really shut off the bullshit that's going through your head like whatever you saw on social media or the bullshit going on in the world or whatever and you really shut that off all of a sudden this like this at least with me this internal voice starts talking it's like Hey, this is the real issue here. And you're like, oh fuck, where like where did this come from? You know what? That's that's actually really and you know, I didn't think about that, but 
that's exactly because my mind is in a million different places a lot of yeah. times of the day. I'm a scatterbrained as hell. Right. But the only time I focus on things I need to really fix within myself is when I'm sitting, you know, in front of my altar and I'm meditating and I'm taking that intentional time, you know, and I'm like really like honing in on that. And yeah. I'm like, you're screwing up here, here, and here. Do you, you get that during lifting as well? There are Dude, other times during lifting where you kind of um, lifting's ritualistic to me. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. Like, and you know, I I look at a lot of things as ritual, right? Because it's a holy act. And so yeah. like when I'm training, because I love it so much it's i'm like in my ritual and yeah. like of course are I you dialed no- into that like to the point where you don't have other thoughts you're just in the fucking moment you're present you're focusing on that body part that you're working because there's a lot of times when i'm working out that's when i have the most ideas as far as like all of a sudden that those clicking moments happen when i'm lifting weights a lot of times yeah like i am dialed in as hell but like that is when some cool stuff pops up it's kind of like meditation though like what we were just talking about when you're sitting in silence and all of a sudden this voice just comes in and it's like hey this what's up yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, where did that come from? But yeah. it's because you were able to shut off all this other stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of the same with lifting. When you're lifting and you're lifting properly, you're focusing on that present moment. But because you're focusing on that present moment, the, the real issues and these real thoughts and these beneficial thoughts are what start to come up out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, especially I drive a lot too. And I think uh, driving, honestly, is where a lot, one time I'll, I'll just turn my music off and I'll just like think. I'll do that on I'm airplanes. Just, yeah. I'll just cruise and I'm just like, that's when I kind of become self-aware. Dude, self-awareness is huge, man. You got to be willing to like call yourself out when you're like, so many people are so egotistical to the point that they're not willing to tell themselves they suck, you know? And like, or like things they're doing doing sucks. But like you, you, you need to do that, man. That's like so dire and important, man, because everybody could call you out for your bullshit all they want. Right. But until you actually can yourself, there's not going to be any changes. You don't listen to other people, man. No, I've never listened to anybody. Like I get people tell me, well, you're not going to listen to me. You're just going to do your thing. And I'm like, right. That's exactly what's going to happen. All right. That's how everyone is, man. (laughs) Especially more hard-headed people. But, you know, you do have to be able to call yourself out on your own bullshit. But the thing with that is that's frowned upon in our fucking culture nowadays. You know, you have these people that are obese, 500-pound fucking people. And instead of, like, caring about these people and being like, hey, you're fucking overweight. I love you. I care about you. You need to lose some goddamn weight. Let's go fucking walk. Let's go run. Get this goddamn food out of your house. Instead, it's, hey, you're beautiful just the way you are. No, motherfucker. It's not like, here's some fucking hard truth. Dude, I hate you that. Can, and you get people, you know, people might watch this and be like upset about it. Like, oh my God, you're shaming. If you listen to this podcast, probably not. But if you are and you are offended by what I just said, you can get fucked. But no, that people <laughs> need to hear that, man. Because yeah. that's, that's the reality. And it's the truth. And like, honestly, a lot of people just, just they hate the truth, man. But well, they don't want to hear it. It's fucking hard, man. Yes. And then, like the fact of the matter is, it's like, yeah, dude, there's no excuse to be like to kill yourself. Like there's like, oh, body positivity. And I'm like, well, your your heart, your organs aren't saying that. Your organs are like screaming for help. Like, yo, I'm failing well, right now. Is <laughs> so, not telling people that hard truth, like people you care about, your parents even. You know, like me and my dad, we've had some deep fucking talks. He's told me when I'm fucking up and I've told him, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Knock this shit up. My dad quit smoking because of me. Yeah. You know, like it just, he got tired of me ragging his ass so much that he was just like, why am I doing this? I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. But like, quit. Quit. I, I give a shit about you. Stop smoking. Yeah. You know, and he did. And same with friends, man. I've, you have those hard talks with friends, but I'm so thankful for those hard talks. But now it's frowned upon because it's politically incorrect or whatever the fuck it is. Like, no, if you care about someone, Tell them what the fuck's up. Just be straight up. Make it, make them aware of it. And you that includes your internal talk. And then get pissed off and walk away from you. Yeah. But it's going to click eventually. You no, know, I, I don't Because agree. you did say what you, what was right, you know? you know? And then they can either get the fuck over it. But if you care about someone enough, 
you you need to tell them when they're fucking up yeah. and either they can take it or they can leave it and that's their problem to deal with that's no longer yours but not speaking up to a certain extent like if it's just your average person no you don't have the right to tell just some random person hey you're, you're fucking you're, you're doing this wrong you don't know that person that's out of line in my opinion but yeah. if it's someone you care about like a friend or a family member or even someone at your gym you know like at norris like everyone there's a family if i see someone in there and they're like just not doing shit right it's kind of like if you see someone working out and it's like yo you're gonna fuck yourself up yeah if you can help that person like say deadlift better by giving him one little cue that person may not listen to you, but I think you should tell them, like, hey, yeah, like, no, don't do an egotistical way. Like, I'm not trying like, to be a dick, but I just don't want you to get injured. Right. <laughs> you know that's, that's all like, you have to approach it. Yeah. And then, you know, and I guess that's important too when you approach that situation with someone else. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I care about you. I really fucking do. I love you and I care about you. And I really think that this is self destructive because we all have self destructive habits. Of course. You've done them. I've done them. Without a doubt. We all have, have, have habits that we just, we're doing and we don't even realize that we're fucking doing it. And it takes someone else so, being like, yeah. hey, dude, why and you're like Fuck, man i don't know but usually you're only going to listen to someone that you give a shit about and if it's like one of my best friends or something like that it's like god damn it man thank you yeah and it's just it's so important man i guess that's just i've never talked about that before but it's something that really pisses me off and that's kind of where the abandoned modern culture thing came from there's a lot of things that it stemmed from that kind of like brought that saying into reality but that's one of them is this idea in modern culture that we can't fucking tell people the hard truth yeah well it's just like i've been around certain groups and and like groups of people and whatnot and they just got this kind of idea that like you know hey your brother's like you know you always back your brother up no matter what and like that's just not how i work man no i like my brother i've got your back up. and i love you but how i'm gonna do that is tell you like when you fuck up i'll be like dude you're an idiot and i've you know and you call him out like this i'm like no screw that man i'm just like okay you're screwing your life up but I got you like that makes no damn sense no. because you're like you're letting them just crash and burn and well, a lot of times they're taking it, you with them. You're supporting this shit. And that's yeah. kind of like with fucking drug addicts and stuff, you know, or alcoholics and shit like that, where if you got someone that's like they just need to quit drinking, they have a fucking drinking problem and you go over there and you try to give them shots and beer. And I see this shit, man. I've had family members that do this shit where Dude. it's like I have a family member that's like a recovering alcoholic and then I have another family member like man just take a shot with me dude fuck you dude like I, you are not supporting this person you are fucking yes. trying to get them to do the self-sabotaging habit yeah you are a piece of shit for dude, doing that and like i've told i've had those conversations with people too man they're like you know i was hanging out with like i know this person has bad habits and i know they need to fix it and they do too and they're like, yeah, I hung out so and so all weekend. It was crazy, and like, I know so and so is just like enabling that. And I'm like, man, you just need to drop them out of your life, yeah, because that's toxic as shit, man. It is. And I've had to do it, man. I've, I've, you know, obviously I'm responsible for myself, but I've had people in my life that just like you're a product of your environment that weren't man. who I like. They just they enabled those things constantly, and yeah. I just finally had to just be like, screw it, man. Like, much love to you, but I got to cut this string because like I need to move forward, right? And all I'm doing is going down into this hole. And becoming something I don't want to be. And like like I told you before, like before, you know, the military and stuff, I got down that path with like a lot of pills and stuff like yeah. that, dude. I've faced that, man. Like I can relate, but you got to tell yourself and you got to eliminate people out of your life. Even if it hurts feelings, man, you just got to cut them off. There's you know? better people. If you make room for better people, they will come into your life. Dude, without a doubt. Without, I, that's I, it, man. I'm telling you that, you know, that's really well said, man. Make room for the better and they'll come in because. In every aspect of your life, man, like when you cut out bad habits, that will be replaced with better things. And that includes people as well. When you Without cut out bad fucking people, 
that's going to make room for better people in your life. Yeah. And you're not going to, like, you are a product of your environment. I don't give a fuck who you are. You are a product of your environment. And yep. if you hang out with shit people, you're going to do shitty things. And if you hang out with positive, wealthy fucking people, and by wealthy, I mean wealthy and you know, money, but also wealthy and happiness. Yeah. You know, if you hang out with fucking negative people, you start to become a negative person yourself. But if you just hang out with, we all love being around just fucking people that are just like shining. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like, it's a good feeling. You're like, fuck, I want to be that happy. Dude, well, like, you be that happy by hanging out with people like that. Yes. Yeah, so, well, it's like, um, I was told a long time ago, you know, like, you know, people might argue with this, but they were said a good point. We were talking about men, women, relationships, and they were like, you know, men, women want love, you know, men want respect. And I think it's, you know, and you can look yeah. how, how you want. I think, you know, we, but I want love and respect. Right, exactly. That's and I, I, I think say. it's the same thing. I think we want both. But like at the end of the day, yeah, I want respect. And I want the people that I'm surrounding myself with to be dudes I respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if I look at you and you're like by my side, I'm be like, dude, you're the shit. No, not somebody like, oh man, like you're a burden. You don't want to look at your. Well, I think they're the same thing at the end of the day as well. If you love someone, then you respect them. Good point. The quickest way to show someone that you don't give a fuck about them is by being disrespectful. And it's true. If I love someone, I will go out of my way not to be disrespectful. You know, like grandparents or friends or just, I, I try to treat everyone good. Well, you'll but you'll be harsh and honest. When yeah, you, need you know, to I'll be. be harsh and honest. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to, if I approach a situation with my dad, like, I'm going to go out of my I respect my dad because I love my dad. What's up, Cliff? <laughs> you know, but you're <laughs> the same way with your parents and even your bros, man. Like, you don't disrespect your friends because you care about your friends. And if it's just some random jerk off that you, at the fucking bar or whoever, you don't give a fuck about disrespecting them. It's like, who yeah. the fuck are you? I don't give yeah. a shit about you. So like, yeah. I think love and respect are the same thing. You can't love someone and disrespect them at the same time. Yeah. I mean, regardless, I'm always going to, I'm human, right? And I think I, like, it just, it's a good trait to be respectful towards others until like they cross that line. And well, like, that's our, you know, and it's slap you in the face and it's like, okay, well now screw you. But as just naturally you should be respectful and trusting and stuff like that until those things are broken, I guess you could say. But, you know, you talked about, like, other random people, and I want to go back to this. You talk about, like, you can't just go up to them and be like, oh, you look like shit. Like, you need to change your life. Yeah. Obviously, that makes no sense. You know, I, I could easily do that. I could walk. Trust me. I go to Walmart. I could go up to, like, <laughs> everyone in the fucking everybody. Place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. But, yeah, truly, I could we walk up and be like, hey, man, like, yeah. why are you wearing pajamas at noon in the store? And like your house slippers, like you, you, your you, look, you look like shit, you know, yeah. I don't know, have some pet, respect for pet yourself. peeve of mine, but, um, yeah. but, but you can be an example. You don't have to say anything, but like be an example, man. And I think like physical presence has a lot to do with it, but also your heart and mind. If you were like positive and stuff, people can feel that shit. Yeah. They radiate, like, they, they, you draw people into you. Yes, dude. It's just like, you can see it, man. I can look in people's eyes and I almost tell like, yep. see like this love and like positivity they Absolutely. have. And like, so if you. You know, you'd have this most hateful person, like just these strangers you don't even know. But if you like hold yourself high and strong and you're confident in yourself, but you're also compassionate and loving, people can feel that power, man. And dude, to me, that's like a very powerful, some very powerful traits to have. For man. sure. You lead by example. And, you know, this is something we were talking about earlier. I'm going to go ahead and just squeeze it in there. Uh, so get ready for this, guys. But, you know, there's this whole man movement now where there's instagram pages and this it's a business now like how to be a man and these people just post fucking memes all day about how to be a man the best way to show other men how to be a man is by doing men fucking shit yeah and they see that like fuck i want to do that and then they fucking ask you for advice and you help them in those ways but the best way to lead you have to lead by example yeah that's it lead by example be like well like the marcus aurelius thing you know yeah. don't waste time talking about 
what a good man should be, be one. Just be one. I don't need to go around and tell everybody. Like, obviously, I run a brand that's in a mindset, right? And it's based right. off my experience. So in order to get that to grow, I am sharing, you know, mindset stuff that's part of the business. Of but course. then again, I'm not going around coaching everybody, hey, hey, you should do this, you should do that. This is just my thoughts I'm putting out there. That's part of the business, but I'm not just- Either you vibe with it or you don't. Yeah, you know? either you vibe with it or you don't. But like, at the end of the day, man, like, I'm not just trying to shoot the shit or just blow smoke up your ass, like- just look what I'm doing in life, man. The proof's in the pudding. Like I'm trying to be the best version of myself, the best yeah. man every single day. And I'm tackling this, this, and this. I'm doing this, this, and this. But it okay. motivates other people. You know what I mean, you're motivating other people by action. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm not talking, I don't want to talk shit about, say, anyone that really, that might run one of those type of social media pages or something. Yeah, because yeah. I, they're coming from a very good place. Yeah, I think it, the intentions are pure. Oh, you know? yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Good intentions. And, and you are doing something like you are helping other people. But, you know, I just want to really drive that home. Like if you want to, <laughs> help other people just lead by example yeah just make sure if you're posting that shit you're living it oh that's a good point you know like that's if you're gonna point. put that stuff out there like all right cool that's really but you better when i click on your shit or like whatever or i meet you you better be about what you talk about because i'm gonna call you out like dude yes. that's kind of bs like, i love how you brought that up you, you sit there and you constantly preach this it's in this yet you're not doing a b and c like i don't know man a lot of hypocrisy there well it's really fucking easy to set up the self-timer and take a photo course or you know that 15 second instagram story where yeah, i'm doing this today you've never done that before in your life and we don't know that man like we we only see what you're posting we only see the good shit yeah so yeah no that's a good point if you're going to be posting that you're doing shit you better be fucking living it yeah man. i like you know i don't well, need you can see it through that shit man you can see with people especially on social media even though you're only seeing certain aspects of their life you know when someone's real or when someone's not yeah like when you're for, you're doing gym stuff you don't need to post about it every time but like you know, you talked about me bouncing back from the wreck. Like, I just blew yeah. up all of a sudden. Like, you know, I took a break. I didn't need to be everybody see what I was working on. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom. And like, what the hell is going on? This That's guy what's just, impressive, man. It was man. a freak of nature. And it's like, hey, man, I've been I've been working. I didn't have time to talk about it. You yeah. know, I've been working my ass off to That's get here. Point. And so, like, just surprise people sometimes, man. Yeah. You don't need to, like, constantly put everything out there. Like, first of all, if you have time to do that all the time, then, you know, you could be filling that void with better shit. And, and two, like... Just be about action, man, and like show people periodically, you know? Well, there's nothing more impressive, in my opinion. I don't like sharing goals for numerous reasons, yeah. but one of the main reasons is because, not necessarily for shock appeal, because I don't do it for other people, but at the same time, it's a good fucking feeling when you just, you're quiet about a big goal and you're working on it for six months to a year, and then yeah. all of a sudden you come out of the gate and they're like, holy fuck. And it was like, this has been in the works. I just haven't talked about it. You know, but those people, they don't know that. They're like, God damn, that just came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, but it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. You know, but if you constantly talk about shit, people get bored, man. Like they, they don't, I, I guess I'm maybe approaching this from a business perspective. No, you're not right. necessarily personal, but like from business, you know, I'm not constantly going to be updating people on new products. I might throw a teaser out there or something every once in a while, but when that fucking thing hits, it's going to hit hard and yeah. it's because it's been in the works for a year, Yep, you know, and I think that's a lot more powerful and that's going to grab people's attention more whenever you're just quietly working away doing your fucking thing and then bam you fucking hit them dude and that's i'm still learning that dude yeah. i get excited to shit sometimes so i'm like hey you know i'm gonna do this yeah you know and like so i told all these people like i'm i'm opening a gym 
You Which know? that can be useful as well, though, man. When you tell people and they hold you accountable, it's like, fuck, I already told everybody I need to make <laughs> sure like, I do shit. it now. It could, yeah. So like, it is man, positive. I, yeah, don't, don't like just blow it off because people are going to see a recycle. Like, oh, man, he just says he's going to do this, but it never happens. You know, like, but I told a lot of people I'm opening the gym next year, coming, you know, yeah. this year. Well, and, now you um, just told thousands of people. So. Yeah, well, well, no, I, last year I told people I was going to start op- opening gym this year, right? right. And, um, you know, just given like the world and stuff like that, I just had to make some long-term decisions. I was like, you know what? It's still a, an aspiration of mine, but I have to I have to build other things, man, you know, because I want a family too. So I got to make sure my ducks are in a row. I yeah, can't just I put everything into that. And once. so I just was like, man, you know, it's going to come, but yeah. it's just going to take some time because like I got to be, I want to be tactful about it and I want to succeed. So yeah, it's not time for it. So, but I did get too excited and be like, "Oh, it's happening," you know. And I'm like, "Shit, it's not." Right? Then you tell everybody. <laughs> I have people asking like, "When's your gym supposed to open?" I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I put it off, you yeah. know, for a little bit." But the, you but know, that's respectful as though as well, man. Like when you, yeah, you can say shit, and then you, that's the thing is you can go back on your shit. Like you can make a decision. Sometimes it's too late, but you know you can decide you're going to do something and then kind of reevaluate and sit on it and sleep on it, and you're like, you know what? That's not the best move right now. And I think that's an important characteristic to develop as well is, you know, you can fucking change your mind. Well, like self-awareness, that's situational awareness, you know, and you got to like this awareness and all like you have awareness of the situation that you're in and you got to think through it, you know, and like, I don't get me wrong. I still get hasty with shit and I'm excited and I like dive head first into things. I'm like, shit, you know, why I do that? But I just, I'm, that's just my personality anyways. But, it's um, hard to pump those brakes, man. It and, is. But I think it's a superpower for certain people. It's been a huge benefit to me over the years is learning how to, because I'm the same way, man. I'll, I'm trying to tackle a million things at once. And over the years, I'm like, look, dude, you need, you have a couple top priorities. Because I don't believe in multitasking. Yeah. I used to, but I think it's bullshit. You know, you can focus on one to two things at a time and put all your effort into that and accomplish it and move on to a next goal. But when you're trying to tackle 20 things at once, you're just half-assing a lot of things. It's like I was telling you yesterday, man, Kate, it's like, that's why I love my woman to death because yeah. I want to do a million things at once. Right. I was like, she I'm draws like, you back in, man. I'm like, babe, like I got all this shit going on. It's so crazy. And then it's like 10 minutes later, I'm like, you know, I think I want to add this, this, and this to the mix. And she's like, Joe, like, you know, you're just talking about how you're like overwhelmed with this and that. And I'm like, man, you're good point. Thanks I think for that's the importance in. of writing your goals down every day as well. Yeah. You know, I write them down in the morning. I write them down at night, but Anytime I start thinking, oh, I should do this, I look at those fucking goals because I just wrote them down. I'm like, dude, is that moving you towards these goals? No, then put it on the fucking back burner until you knock these goals out, then move towards this, man. But unless it's going to move, you're never going to reach that height. You're never going to reach that level of success whenever you're trying to do multiple things. Like you have your eye on the fucking prize, knock that out of the goddamn park, conquer it. And then move on to your next thing. And that's, had to be, that's had to be something. Yeah, man, that's it, man. Like, <laughs> I've had to really learn how to do that myself because, dude, I'm always like, I always have business ideas. That's just how my brain works, man. And if it was up to me, like, if I just let myself do what it likes to do, I would have 40 businesses right now, but none of them would be worth a fuck, <laughs> you know? But instead, I have two now. You have to start like laundering money thing. out of them or something just to. And that's, you know, <laughs> and I'm not saying you can't do multiple things at once, but. But like a lot of times we're half-assing shit and we could be accomplishing stuff a lot quicker. Well, then, and then like we talked about yesterday too, I had a lot of conversation yesterday, but, and you also get to the point where like, if you try to take on too much, then you're also missing out on life, man. And like the simplicity of it and the beauty of it. Just like, dude, just like I'm gone almost every weekend. I've got all this stuff going on. I'll be honest, man. It's pretty relieving just to like 
you know, I, if I got a weekend coming up and it's supposed to storm all weekend, I'm like, yes, dude, I just get to like <laughs> chill with my woman, get a couple lifts in, eat some, eat some ice cream. You know, I just get to like, just pump the brakes and just not focus on anything else. Wait, I mean, so you're saying you don't have to grind all the fucking time? Oh God. You're saying that that could actually be self-sabotage in its well, own way? It, that's not what this meme I saw said. It said, if you're not grinding, you're just yeah, might you're as well die. You know, shit, you worthless motherfucker. <laughs> Grind hundred different, like, you know, yeah. 24 hours I've a day. I've had to learn that too, man. Like I've, I've pulled the 20 hour days for years and all that, and it served its purpose, but I wasn't as productive as I was whenever I really started making sure I had mandatory downtime. And for me, I'm always productive. Like I try to be productive even on my downtime, if, even if I'm hiking or I'm camping or I'm riding the mountain bike, you know, or whatever it is, it's downtime. But at the same time, I'm still like, I'm improving and yeah. you, you can definitely do that. But you improve your mindset by doing that. And that's it, man. But if I don't take that mandatory downtime, I spiral out of control. You know, it, it creeps up on me and then all of a sudden I'm losing my fucking mind. And I'm like, well, goddamn, man, you let it fucking get to this point again. Like yeah. you should have pumped the goddamn brakes and taken the weekend off and just take your kid to the beach or just stop man Dude, like yep. just go camping go hiking but instead you just kept fucking going and then you hit burnout and guess what now for the next two weeks we're gonna have to mentally get back to where we were you know instead of just taking that mandatory downtime forcing myself to do it keeping my mental stability there keeping my energy levels up because when you start going downhill man and you don't pump those brakes at least for me it gets to the point where I just burn out and then it takes two to three weeks for, for me to recover compared to if I just took a day off and just shut the brain off, went camping, went hiking, dude, all I need is a day and then and, I'm back at it and all you, I'm recharged, dude. You have to have yeah. that recharge time. You can't just go all the damn time without having mandatory downtime. And it sucks because our society like, yeah, people think in order to succeed, you have to do that. It's bullshit. And it's like, no, man, like you're, you're internal self is just is more important than all that man if you don't got a control of that and like your mindset and just like that self-control and just like just enjoying life and like just sitting in the freaking woods for a weekend because yeah. you nature is beautiful and it like it's you're meant to be in nature anyways we and are. it's supposed to feed you sitting taking a weekend off just to do so then like you're, you're not over. going to succeed man you're more motivated after that weekend in the woods yes or your weekend doing whatever like some people they don't want to go to the woods you're fucking crazy yes. if you don't go camping but some people they Psychotic. have their they have everyone has their own method of relaxation yeah and whatever that is you have to make sure you do it you got to schedule it like i schedule it on the calendar man like i know when i'm going to be doing stuff even like this trip right here so you know i got on the plane i came and i saw you yeah that was considered downtime for me. You know, that's the only downtime I've had this month, but we're still making it productive. Yeah. You know, we're sitting on the couch right now, but we're recording a podcast. Like we're shooting the shit. Hopefully we're helping a, a, a couple people. Yeah. You know, that's but at the point. same time, we have not done anything exerting. I've had a good time so far, but we've still like, we worked out. We had good conversations. We're doing the podcast now. You know, we've been talking business. We're helping each other with that, but none of it has been taxing. It's been like kind of like refreshing. It's almost. been nice, yeah, man. Dude. Yeah, it's just like we just both kind back. of got off the daily grind. You know, we got off our regular routine. We're still getting shit done, but at the same time, we're recharging. And I can guarantee you, when I go home tomorrow morning, I'm ready to fucking get back after it. Yeah, but that's really all I need. I need two days usually. Yeah, two days. Anything more than two days, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I, I, I love what I do, and that's yeah. like a benefit. You know, <laughs> exactly. I, I love my life and I love what I do. And but sometimes I do have to force myself to stop. Unless you have some grand trip to Iceland for a couple of weeks, I mean. But even no, Iceland, that's dude, that's, <laughs> you know, when I'm there, it's same shit. 
I, we're, we're productive, man. You know, yeah, I, got, I got my team over there. And even if it's us sitting in the hot tub, having some whiskey gingers or fucking eating horse meat, you know, grilling, like we're still working on stuff. You know, we're, we're planning world domination. Like me and Runar, man, we have had some really deep conversations about like, we're going to take over this whole fucking island. And yeah. But we're sitting in a hot tub. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. just we're relaxing, but at the same time, man, it's just once again, it's because I love what I do. I don't want to I, I don't want to necessarily escape it, but I do know for my mental stability and for the growth of the company, I've got to take time off, yeah. man. But be even being out in the woods and camping and and hiking, that's that's productive, man. It is as, right. As much as people want to be like, oh, time off. It's like, dude, like that's productive as shit. Yeah. You don't but have, in a different way. And it's different people, man. Like I I don't do well with just sitting around. You know, even when it comes to watching movies and stuff, it's hard for me to get to get through an entire movie. I used to not always be that way, though. You know, yeah. like in high school and shit, me and my dad, we used to sit around all weekend and just watch movies. And that was cool. But now it's like I might watch a TV show. And I'm like, all right, that's good for me for like the next week. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I I just I, I don't I don't like just sitting around like I like I, it doesn't do the same as for going on a nice hike or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's, it's really productive, man. Well, it's like, yeah, the TV thing. I mean, I'll play. I got a game system and yeah. I'll, you know i'll nerd out on some skyrim for like a night well it's because then i'm good for a month off. you know but i'm not hooked on it and i think it's because you shut your brain off man. yeah like you're not thinking about business and that's the thing if you really want to figure out a solution for something put it away yeah you know what i mean like and then it comes back with something on it and your you're subconscious like, is always working what it is, is it we have eleven thousand thoughts like eleven thousand thoughts or some shit a day might even be more it might be a hundred thousand yeah, dude i know we we constantly our subconscious is constantly working on stuff and I think we actually remember like ten percent of it. You know, those yeah. numbers are completely fucked. But it's something crazy <laughs> like that where just because you're not thinking about it with your rational brain doesn't mean that your subconscious isn't working. That's why a lot of times you, you know you'll be studying or you're trying to figure out a solution, and then you that term sleep on it, see how you feel in the morning. It's because while you're sleeping, your subconscious is putting all those pieces of the puzzle together. You wake up, well, there's the fucking answer. It's legit. It's like why well, I didn't get another motorcycle, man. Yeah. I woke up and I was like, what the fuck am I thinking? Why man? would I do that? Why would I do that? I don't even care to ride anymore. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like riding motorcycles is awesome. If you ride, hell yeah. yeah. But like I just don't care about it anymore. I don't I don't care about it like I used to. And it's just is what it is. It's Plus not I don't want to put even... my family through that mental fuck right. anymore you're you know? not like, scared of motorcycles like you've, you've you rode them since then right yeah i've ridden, got back on yeah, yeah 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 but and i'm you know it, nothing to get a purpose beat. in your life at that yeah. time yeah i mean obviously the, the fear thing no but um it's but, just it doesn't yeah. let's talk about the business real quick cool so relentless pursuit that happened after the motorcycle accident yes right so prior to prior to the accident i was like all right I finally figured out what I want to do with my life. I was in school. I had changed majors three times up to this. And uh, prior to the wreck, I was like, I want to go physical therapy. Like, I want to be a doctor. I was okay. like, why don't I just go all out, you know? And I was just really dead set on that. And I was like, that's a good opportunity to help people. Plus, I can do my own thing eventually and uh, get really educated and shit. And um, then the wreck happened. And, like, obviously things change, you know. Your whole mindset changes on what you want to do. And a lot of the goals I was tackling in school prior to the wreck were like safe. You know, I was thinking safe, like, okay, what has job security? What has this and that? And like, yeah. at the end of the day, man, that's not me. <laughs> you know, I'm a wild dreamer. And to think that like, I'm just going to take the safe route is just ridiculous. Well, and I'm it's up, part of culture again. You yeah. Know, shoved down our throats. And so I got in the wreck and like, I got out of it. And uh, obviously I was just focused more so on my recovery. 
this and that. But obviously there was a million things I decided I want to do, like tackle along the way. And um, and then I decided out of the blue, really, I was like, man, like, you know, I worked with a brand before and there's all these brands out there. And I was like, man, you know, I know that business to an extent. And I said, this is my time to like start something with meaning. You know, I got, I, I can, I've always wanted to kind of have a brand in the back of my head. And then I was like, man, I could start like a, like a, a company of my own, a business of my own and get this message out there. I was like, I got a powerful story. I've been through a lot of shit in the past several months. You know, I can really help people out because that yeah. was my, that's purely what I want to do. Squeeze the most out of that fucking uh, situation. That situation. Possible. Like, why yeah. wouldn't I, man? I, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous for me to just shut it away and forget about it. Yeah. Because that thing, it's, that was the Change biggest life, man. pivot point of my life, you know? And so, um, I was like, I'm gonna start a brand. And, um, so I'm going on throughout things and I'm back in school. Like, dude, I had my wreck in October. I was back in school, like in January. It's awesome. I made it. Yeah. So I'm like crutching into school and like, and it was great, dude. I had handicapped parking and, um, I had it until I graduated. So I had like the best parking spot on campus, dude. It was legit. And, uh, even when I was walking normal, I still had the pass and wasn't expired yet. So I was like, hell yeah. So that was a perk. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I didn't want to park in that. They have like a parking, like a mile away, dude. I'm like, screw that, man. I'm too heavy for this. I'll be right. sweating. But, um, so I'm back in school, you know, I'm just like, all right, I'm regardless of what I decided to do. Like I'm focused on the school. Like my goal going into college was to get my degree and mount out apply afterwards, but it's just a goal of mine. And I'm yeah. not going to like forget about it of course and um and then i you know like i said i thought about the brand thing and i was like all right i can need i need to do something unique and um i was kind of analyzing I'll, everything i was doing i wanted to do this this and this and i had all these pursuits and i was like that's a no-brainer pursuit fitness you know <laughs> pursuit fitness is what it's going to be and so i was dead set on that and i was like i want a wolf in there and um why is, why why the wolf because wolves are always in pursuit yeah you know they're always hunting down prey that's their life and um so this is just a perfect example of yeah, that, you know? For sure. And um, so, yeah, the, it, that was a no-brainer as far as the Wolf logo goes because of that. And um, went together. So I actually got in touch with a trademark attorney, which I'm really glad I did because before I started making shit and I talked to him and I was like, I want to do Pursuit Fitness. And I sent him some ideas, logo stuff. He was like, man, like you can't, you can't take that term. You can't trademark that. And he just explained to me the wording and like the word pursuit, why it couldn't just be pursuit fitness. And he said, it's going to get turned down. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, man, that's kind of disappointing. So I had to go back to the drawing board, thought about it a little more. And actually my mom thought of it and my mom was, you know, she had thrown out the word relentless and I was like, that's cool. That's cool. I didn't really think about it. And then I was in a conversation i was like man i'm just relentless towards all my pursuits i said this to somebody along the way i was just i, I feel like i'm pursuing everything i'm just relentless towards it man nothing could stop me you know no matter what and i was like shit relentless pursuit man i was like that clicks so i got a hold of my trademark attorney i was like i want to trade trademark that he was so like your mom planted that in my your brain oh yeah and then it, it took a little bit but it was still like, once again, it was working its thing. It was putting together pieces of the puzzle and you had no idea. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. And uh, so thanks, mom. You know, you got that shit going. Shout out to mom. Oh, yeah, shout out to mom. Go Jan. <laughs> but um, so Relentless Pursuit clicked. I sent it to the attorney. I was like, all right, let's roll with this. Then I got to work on the logo. Had a friend of mine do it. And, you know, after thinking about it a little bit, I got a little creative. And I was like, I'd seen the Ouroboros. I knew the Ouroboros meant, you know, and if, for those, for those that are listening, 
that may not know, what does it mean? Yeah, so basically the the ancient depiction of an Ouroboros is a, a serpent biting its tail or swallowing its tail. It's like Jormungandr. Yes. And it has a very, um, a lot of occult meanings to it, you know, for sure, but. Like esoteric type stuff. Yeah, but yeah. like if you, you know, simply put, it's it represents something infinite, something whole. Yeah. That never ends. Something powerful about that. And so, but I had to have the wolf in there too, correct? Because the, the wolves are as in pursuit. Yep. So I was like, Ouroboros wolf, you know, like a combo. That's, that's clever, so, man. That that took some creativity. For yeah. Sure. And it's great because when people ask me about it, I tie those two together. I'm like, wolves are always combined two different fucking creatures. Or Ouroboros means something infinite. Together, it rep- represents an infinite pursuit, something that never ends. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Man. So that's that's the logo. I mean, and like I got it tattooed on my neck pretty fast, you know, like after like the brand had started. Right. And I remember someone was like, well, what if the brand, I was like, dude, regardless if the brand survives the or not, of it. that means something. Yeah, and that's sure. why I love it. It's just a powerful symbolism. And obviously I got that trademark too. And yeah, we just went forward with it, man. Relentless pursuit. And um, yeah, that's, that's how that came to be, man. That's and awesome, I just, man. I started getting stuff out there. I, you know, was naive and thinking I was going to sell like a thousand shirts first day, <laughs> ordered way too many shirts. <laughs> You know, but you live and you learn, right? I mean, it's part of like growing a business. You're going to make mistakes. And- it's always 10 times harder than you think it will be. Oh, without a doubt. For anyone wanting to start a business, that's the best advice I can give you. It's 10 times harder than you originally think yep. it will and be. And make sure you got some other things, put money in your pocket because the business at first won't. No, no. You know, Norse was a thing for three years. And I never took a dime from it until it got to the point where I was like, all right, I can take just enough to survive. And then I did that for a while. And even still, I only you know, I try to live it beneath my means, you know, but yeah, like I, I did that for three years, man. I I didn't touch a single fucking dime. And I know a lot of all the most successful businesses I, or business owners I know, they did the exact same thing. They, they didn't start taking from the company until they were actually able to do so, you know? So just because you're putting, you're going to have to put in the fucking work and you're going to have to suck some dick for a while in order to get to the point where you can really, where you can start taking, where you can start living off that brand. But you know, you, it's an instant gratification. And I was watching something the other day, they're talking about the most successful people in the world. They delay gratification. And that's like a superpower because especially in modern times, we we get gratification from everything. You know, we get yeah. that dopamine release no matter what it is, even if it's just picking up our phone. We're we're constantly being gratified. But if you can delay that, and business is the best tool for that, because you know, if you can delay, if you can work 20 hours a day on your fucking business, grinding away, you know, burn that midnight oil and not gaining anything from it because you believe that one day it's gonna give you a better quality of life yeah man that's powerful yeah without a doubt man and yeah like it's like you said though but that 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 period there's a period there that's the make or break man yeah and like there's so many people that start businesses and they have these grand expectations and they expect to be making bank like first year right right man you know there's those opportunities happen but few and far between i've seen it happen yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's not impossible by any means but especially in something like apparel man it's saturated as hell oh my god and that's but we're doing something unique. We talked about this as well. Yeah. You know, there's so many brands and like, well, just people the, thought that went, in, oh, the, the thought that went into your logo, man, like that makes you different than 99% of people that I know that have an apparel brand. Some of them are very successful. Yeah. But they don't have as much thought into the damn logo. You know, they just hired someone on fucking Fiverr or someone to design a logo for them. Like, yeah, fuck it. That'll work there. And <sighs> you literally put so much thought into it. And that's like, that speaks volumes yeah well you know and i tell people that you know and that's but that's because you get a lot of people that just want to start a brand because they got a cool idea and they're you know make some money off of it like what are you doing are you passionate about it like like the thing is like when it came to the logo i was like dude whatever i put out there is going to be 100 percent me 
It's going to be authentic as shit. It's going to share a, a powerful message, something that means something. So like, dude, every angle I thought about as far as like that goes or the quotes in my shirt, like I think I'm not just do, doing it for the hell of it. Like it has to mean something. And um, that passion is always there. Yeah. And it's and I'm never going to like cook out and like do something else that's going to take away from that because you see so many people build something starting with that passion and then they 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 do something that follows a trend and it's not them. And then you start seeing that passion recede and they like kind of lose their love for what they yeah. created. I knew somebody that started a brand and it got to the point where like, man, I hate what I created, you know? And I was like, damn, that's a miserable feeling that because a lot, man. that's your baby, you know? And I'm like, so that's something I'm constantly reminding myself of like, dude, just put your heart into this and like the other shit's going to come. But yeah. at the end of the day, like I may not be making money off the brand yet, but I'm making a difference. Yeah. And dude, to me, that means everything, man. And like, that's, that's the most important aspect of it. And other things will follow. Yeah. You don't have to do both. You know, there are definitely business owners out there that don't really give a fuck about their business. They just know how business works and they create something and they have multiple streams of income because of it. And, you know, but to me, that's so much harder if you don't have the experience and the book smarts behind it. Like at yeah. this point in my life, I can start, I could probably just start some bullshit business yeah. and not give a fuck, you know, and it would probably do decent maybe. But in the beginning of Norse, there is no fucking way that I could have kept it going, especially with my gym, man. Yeah. If I didn't believe in the bigger vision of the gym and Norse in general and have that passion for it, I would have given up, you well, know, like that, that passion is what keeps you fucking going. Yes. And without that, you're fucked, you know, like you, you're not going to do it. But then another thing that I see a lot of people do, and this, this is a really, the downfall is they're passionate about something, but they're not providing value. Yeah. If you don't provide value, you don't have a business. You know, business is literally the exchange of money for for a service. You mm -hmm. know, even if it's motivation or if you're helping someone mentally or physically or whatever it is, or contract work, whatever. Yeah. Coaching, you're providing value in exchange for money. That's all business is. But if you're not providing value and you're just fucking making t-shirts because you think they look cool, that's not doing anything. And yeah. you might buy a few of them. People might sell a few t-shirts because of that. But you're not, you don't have a long-term business. Yeah. Put out valuable shit, man. You have to put I'm out big value. on that, dude. Yeah. You got to put out fucking value. Yep. You know, there's this quote and I love it. I don't remember who said it, but it really stuck to me. You know, when you start losing sleep, trying to figure out how to help people yeah. instead of trying to make money, that's when you become successful. And that really just, mm. that's it, man. You know, when you, when you stay up at night and you're like, fuck, how can I help people? Yeah. That's when you become successful. Dude. That's it, man. Amen to that, bro. That's it. And I think we're going to leave it on that. That was pretty fucking. There yeah, we go. So how can people find you and how can they find the brand? So, um, yeah, come check us out, man. Um, my my personal Instagram is at TN underscore Sweet P. Uh, that's a long story. We'll cover that another time. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's my personal one. But no, check out Relentless Pursuit, all the content we have. It's at relentless underscore pursuit is the Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook, relentless pursuit. And then the website is relentless pursuit lifestyle.com. Like I said, like we talked about, man, I'm constantly trying to put out valuable content and uh, yeah, dude, just conquer the damn world. That's that man. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate you listening to the Norse mentality. Go check out Joe, check out what he's doing, support his cause and yeah, go do your own thing as well. I think that's the most important thing I want people to take from this. Go do your own thing. All right. Appreciate y'all. We'll talk to you later.